Good morning, Cincinnati, and welcome into another episode of the Bearcat Brunch, brought to you as always by our wonderful partners at Royal Lynx Golf Tours. Have you always wanted to play golf at St. Andrews? Have you ever enjoyed that perfect pint of Guinness in Ireland? Well, with Royal Lynx Golf Tours, you can do both. They are the premier golf tour specialist offering unforgettable golf experiences to Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales. Their custom itineraries are more than golf trips. They are immersive cultural and country experiences that will surprise and delight you both on and off the course. Royal Lynx Golf Tours is owned by former Bearcat quarterback Hayden Moore and his partner Jeff Bartholomew. So if you'd like to play St. Andrews or Bally Bunyan or grab that perfect pint, please visit their website at RoyalLynxGolfTours.com or call them at 770-331-1525. And with that, we are back. Beautiful Sunday morning. The birds are chirping. The bees are buzzing. And the Bearcats are coming off a win in Houston 24-14, finally ending their seven-game losing streak. Good morning, Jeff. How are we doing? Oh, I'm I'm just ecstatic. <laughs> you know, they, they did more than just show up. You know, they, they really, they really they did. They did more than... They did some things. They, they did some actual a lot of things. things. Suck it, Dana. <laughs> All right. No, really. I mean, it was it was nice to see. Uh, one, if my uh, research is correct, uh, that's the first halftime lead that we've had since uh, I think Pitt, uh, which would make sense. Like I, I thought in, in my uh, foggy memory that we led Miami. We didn't. Um, so that's that was a good that was a positive. You know that, that that's a good thing. The uh, run game was good. We played some good complimentary football. Defense took the ball away. Uh, the, the offense. I mean, they, I guess like you could. You know, we had a couple turnover on downs or whatever, but you know there was no sloppiness with the ball on the offensive side. Uh, there was one play on the defensive side uh, from a takeaway that. <laughs> I guess for whatever reason doesn't go down as a a fumble back the like as a, a turnover. Turnover, back the yeah. Other, I don't think it officially way. counts as a as a turnover because so, it was uh, in the same play. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah it, strange. I mean, it, it was just a little carelessness with the ball and probably a little bit of uh, pressing to do, you know, to get over the hump. Yeah, uh, as it were. Um, I, just excited. A win is so, like, I don't care. I know that there were some people that were like, hey, you know, it was Houston. It doesn't really count as a Big 12. They're in the Big 12. We're, Big 12 team. We lost seven in a row. I'm not going to stop it anyway. Right. I'm not nitpicking anything as far as that goes. That's a Big 12 win. You know, it gets things going. Like, the, the scenes in the locker room afterwards, I was happy to see, you know, very easily this is a team that, you know, obviously, it's not going to make have a, a bowl game, and to see them come out and play the way that they did uh, on the road can't can't say anything uh, bad about it. Yeah, I mean, and I guess I, I do. We'll start there. Is it's I don't know what it's worth. It's not worth I guess a ton when you've lost seven in a row, but it's not worth nothing that through all of this, these guys have not folded up shop. I mean, outside of, we'd probably say, the Iowa State game, they've been into it. They've, they've you know, 
brought whatever they could. Like, there's certainly situations around the country where, uh, and I, you know, we'll we'll get into one later on when we talk about that. Um, you know, that's up up north and, and wears red and white. That sounds like things are not going very well. Um, but you know, they played a very just very organized, very clean game, and you can see what this team can be when they're not turning the ball over and giving teams short fields, when they're not getting down into the red zone and then having crucial mistakes or crucial penalties. Like, they played a very clean football game. Two penalties, one was an intentional delay of game on the last punt. So, I mean, really one penalty that didn't come until – very late, very late in the think. game. No offensive turnovers. Well over fifty percent on third down. Threw the ball for only one hundred and sixty-six yards. But again, no turnovers. And Emory and Brady combined for seventeen of twenty-three. So you're you're efficient. You're giving your chance your team chances to pick up. You know, third downs, keep drives going. They had three drives over six minutes. A couple more in the three to four minute range. I mean, obviously they won total time total time of possession, like thirty seven minutes to to twenty three. Out and Gal gained another team by over a hundred yards. Um, really, I mean, really shut down the the element of Houston that I was most worried about, which was the passing game, to to virtually nothing. I mean, I tweeted out with I think six and a half minutes left that Donovan Smith had thrown for at least 225 in every game, but they lost Kansas State. And he had 50 yards passing with six and a half minutes to go in the game. Like, that. kudos to whatever shifts they did. From I know Raquan Atkins got the start. I think Jordan Young played still played a ton. But yeah. when you start a game with a redshirt freshman at one corner and a true freshman at another – Kalen Carroll had two pass breakups. He looks like he's, you know, building week in, week after week. And you just don't give up the explosive plays. You don't give up the PI, the, the P person or um, pass interference penalties. Like you just played a game that we've been waiting for them to play and a game that I think a lot of us thought was in there because, like you said, you can't be absolutely terrible and do as many good things at times that this team has done. So to put it all together, to go on the road, to keep fighting for yourself, for your seniors, for your, for all your teammates, like not just totally throw it in when so many teams will, Um, you know, kudos to everybody involved. And it's, it's just nice to talk about a win. Oh, so nice. You know, I, I was looking back at it and a lot of like, I feel like, and you know, I didn't go back through every game or anything like that just to like figure this out. But it, it just seemed like so many, so often this year, like they, you know, they they started out kind of behind the sticks, or or you know, they'd have these long third down conversions needed, and they just they just weren't there. Um, I think it counted like five or six times yesterday that they were third and five or longer. Um, and they were, I mean, they converted, I think all, but 
maybe one of I, those. I mean, I know two for certain was the and, kind of the tunnel screen, inside screens to Braden Smith and yes. Aaron Turner. So, you know, being able to, like, and, and that's like, those are the things that we were missing, right? Like, you were able to run the ball, and I know we've talked about it being empty yards and that kind of thing, but like yesterday, being able to run the ball and then complete those kind of passages, and I, I think we doubled them up on time of possession. Like, everywhere I look, it, there are just things that make me happy about what they were doing yesterday. Yeah. You know, 36 I mean, minutes to 23 minutes. They allowed Houston to run five plays in the third quarter. Um, you know, you have when you see doesn't get it on fourth down in kind of a spot where, you know, if Houston were to go down and score on the next drive, then you, you know, you have a, a one possession game and who knows what happens. And the defense comes right back out and forces, uh, in that case, a four and out after an exceptional stop by Jordan Young, uh, keeping Samuel Brown from, from getting the first down on a short pass play. Like those are the things like, Hey, offense didn't get it. Okay. Defense. Well, we got you. Like we'll go. Whereas like, it felt like throughout the year, it would be offense didn't get it. And then defense gives immediately gives up touchdown drive. And now it's a three point game on the road in a situation that should not be a three point game. Yeah. I know Chad looked it up last week. Um, uh, he tweeted it out, um, the exact numbers, but I think there were only like, some like three drives after those first couple games where like UC had scored to take the lead and then not given up a touchdown. Like, like, snaps. So there yeah. were 13 snaps that, that UC had the lead after like, you know, without giving it right back. Yeah. Um, it was very, very minimal that the offense was playing with, you know, with a lead. Yeah, you just you win you win the field position game. I know we we started our average field position was our own thirty two. Theirs was I believe their twenty three. I mean, and that's been that's been a thing that's I think you know I think Scott even mentioned it. Like we haven't had a drive start inside opponents territory uh, since like the Oklahoma game or something. I, I think he said, and we had obviously we would have had the one if Deshaun doesn't fumble it back to them. But you have the first play of the second half. Uh, deflection interception where you start a drive at, you know, roughly midfield. Um, you know, there were several, you know, punts and you start drives around the 30, 35 yard line. And so those are the things that haven't, haven't been there for us this year. So, you know, it was definitely a full team effort. Special teams, you know, didn't allow anything goofy, played well. Defense played exceptionally well, I thought, um, especially in the second half. You know, I think in the first half they got hurt a little bit with not I wouldn't even say over rushing, but kind of rushing and losing a little bit of the late integrity that allowed Donovan Smith to kind of run out the other side and get some get some yards that way. But you know, in the second half that was not nearly as nearly the case. And I just can't say enough about the pass pass defense, the secondary in a game when we figured they were going to throw it and then they were behind. Yeah. So they were obviously going to throw it to, to really not give up much of anything um, was, was outstanding. I mean, their longest completion was to their tight end on the drive that they scored 
at the end of the game and it was 18 yards. I mean, you hold him 16 for 28 for 102 yards and an average, so an average of 3.6 yards a pass. And you're, you're going to, you're going to do some really good things with that. Um, I mean, like we, you know, we, we, the other thing that I noticed yesterday, like these are things that didn't go our way, like all year, like you, you talk about the, the deflection at the, to start the second half and then there's another one off a helmet. Helmet, right. Uh, like, th- those are things that we just didn't, and I know, like, whatever, like, people talk about this, like, luck statistic or whatever that, like, is out there, however they determine that, but it was just nice to see some bounces kind of go our way. Um, well, I think it's, um, I think it's, like, all of those 50-50 random plays had been going against us. Yeah. And so it was nice to finally... Because, I mean, having the ball deflect and having Dorian Jones running back and being able to dive and catch it or yeah. having the ball hit off, literally hit off a guy's helmet. And, and, and is, kick, kick right to him. That's just... That is pure luck. I mean, not pure luck as much on the Dorian Jones ones, but, like, to be the... I mean, they're, they're oddities to be able to, and those things had not, had not been going our way to say the least in the, in during the seven game losing streak to have like an official overturn, an obvious poor spot of a football. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> also, I, I saw it right away, but I'm like, luck. I'm like, I guarantee I'm sitting there going, they're going to just say it's like not, close enough to over you know overturn when he came back out and he was like he's like uh yeah the the player was stopped uh like a football length a ball short i was like is that did i hear that correctly like they're they're saying that it's our ball yeah you know and that was a uh, that that's another i mean that was a, a heck of a tackle uh coming across i thought there was a a hold bigger than you know it was it was missed in the backfield. Yeah, I, I, I seem to see it. I noticed uh, not a lot of holds get called in the in the Big 12. Yeah. I feel like our, a lot of our defensive linemen are getting getting grabbed and spun and uh, and, and not getting the calls. There was a couple. There and was... I guess it works both ways because, I mean, yeah. we ran the ball plenty. And there, probably you know, had. I'm sure we had some. Them. You're right, exactly. Yeah. It's just. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, a holds a holds a hold, but on the on like those screen plays where it's like so blatantly obvious, like they're tackling guys and guys are laying, you know, laying on top of like, their back and they're just like flattening them that way. It's like you you didn't like blow him back off the line. You turned around and just tackled him. And, yeah, and, you know, gave your quarterback the time, but. Whatever. I guess if I'm going to complain about anything, that'll be from this game. That'll be it. I'm still just you know, no, no complaints, man. No complaints. Just excited. Hey. You know? Yeah. And, and then you see like the locker room afterwards. It's good. It's just like there, there are little things that you know. And I know winning fixes everything. Uh, a famous person once said that. Yeah. And uh, so like you know, you see them in the locker room, but. It, it it was it was nice to see them kind of get a to celebrate something to see there there was it seemed there was a lot of you know obviously like a, a very large weight that was that was lifted yesterday um, 
and to do it on the road against uh, Red Bull Danos. For sure, for sure. I mean, you you've been you've lost. I mean, you lost seven in a row. Yeah, you know, morale <laughs> will not improve. You know, not improve until you can start turning around and and it, you know, after last week's loss, Coach Satterfield was probably as like outwardly upset as I've ever seen him. As you know, as a UC coach, I can't speak to. Yeah, his times at other places, but like, I mean, you saw what happened yesterday. Like, I mean, they played a after playing an undisciplined game, they played a very disciplined game. Right. Uh, I mean, the, you you look at like you said, there's two penalties. The one, I mean, it was a it was a very clear pass interference. Um, oh yeah, like yeah. But and, there's three. I mean, you're looking at like. If he doesn't do that, it's a touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, so like it's, it was kind of like right, giving yourself a chance to to, to make a stop there. And... Yeah, I mean, you're obviously not going to have those types of conversations week in and week out. It'll start falling on deaf ears, but you know, the players certainly responded. Um, you yeah, know, absolutely they, taking just the penalties aside and the turnovers aside, like it was just a well played game. There were not, I didn't notice a ton of missed tackles i didn't notice a ton of missed assignments there weren't like we talked about i mean your longest pass play is like a five yard air throw to the tight end who then ran for about you know 13 yards or so nobody's pointing at each other going i thought you were supposed to be there like it was just uh, and i don't know if the there was any elements of it from a scheme standpoint that was a little bit different it's tough to tell you know when you're just watching regular TV because it just, you know, the camera just follows the ball. But right, right, right. Um, but everything about it, I thought the, you know, I thought the play calling was good. I thought the execution was good. The offensive line continues to play well in the run game. I think the issues in the past game are, are what they are and, you know, giving up, um, giving up several sacks. But, you know, I think the, the hope for next season is that they can bring in um, you know, some more tackles, some more tackle options that will at worst push John Williams and DeAndre Buford. Like, you know, and just having depth, give them better depth, give them other options, give them, you know, I think right now they're put, you know, I think it's pretty clear they're playing pretty well and they're playing okay. Um, but like, there's nobody else to put in there right now. Yeah, uh, so you need to just keep building that up so that, you know, if those guys are still your best next year, great. And you might have all five guys back and you know, hopefully, you know, with the transfer portal, you just never know. But I mean, you should have a very good foundation from a line and run game standpoint next year uh, to build off of. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm just kind of going through here to look and yeah. see if there's anything I'd, Thank you to uh, Alex, Stephen, Darren, Adele, Chris, everybody that joins us on Sunday mornings defensively. Obviously, Rayquan Ekins got the start. Kalen Carroll, another young guy, noticed. I uh, noticed Jamal Williams early. I noticed more Derek Shepard. <clears throat> so, I think they're working where they can to 
to put you know some of these younger guys out there, see how they how they handle things when the game is, you know, obviously still in the balance, playing with you know other starters and, and seeing how they can elevate their games. I noticed Philip Wilder put, got in on some some tackle rotation stuff. So you know Barry Jackson carried the ball kind of on one of those you know, quick jet screens. So we're we're starting to see you know some of the younger guys getting more time, especially in the you know defensive secondary. Yeah, I mean, it, now's the time for it. You know, you gotta you gotta give these guys some uh, some looks out there just to kind of you know I mean as much as much as you want to like win win these games and run everybody out there. I mean, obviously like. You know, you get you got to have a little bit of in-game knowledge on some of these kids going forward, so that you know, you know, because obviously, like now is the time of year, and I'm sure it's started already. But you know, there's discussions amongst folks who are going to the portal from elsewhere that you know we can start looking at here. That's something that we missed um, last year. Was kind of the the you know. Right, the build up to it. The so build to up to the yep to to the to the portal to know what you know you're gonna have, what you're gonna need to go get. Um, and, and obviously, yes, there's also like the high school recruiting stuff that that's different, but oh, for the the immediacy of like what you need right now to like kind of bridge that gap until you get your your recruiting cycles together. Um, uh, it you know it, it's nice to have a. Uh, coaching staff together that you I mean you would hope that obviously that there's not going to be a lot of change between now and next year with with what you've got right um, and you know we'll we'll see where where they go I mean, we got two two games that I think are are very winnable games I mean as far I mean, maybe not coin flip type things but like you if you play they play like they did yesterday they're absolutely very winnable games. Yeah, I mean you're go- you're going on the road again to West Virginia, who has had a good season, but I think uh, I think they've had a good season because it's been an unexpected season, based on everybody, most people's projections going in. You dig a little bit deeper, it's a lot of wins against. I don't think they've beaten a team with a winning record yet. Um, I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, and their leading rusher. I was actually watching the game at the time, got hurt yesterday. Would be pretty surprised if he's able to play. Looked like a a fairly serious ankle injury. And then Kansas, I mean, Jalen Daniels, if he hasn't played yet, I can't imagine he's going to play in the next two weeks. Their big-time starting quarterback. And then Jason Bean, their backup, was hurt yesterday. I don't know the severity of it. Could very easily play next week. Who knows? But if, if he's out, and you're playing the third-string quarterback, I mean, yes, they are absolutely winnable. I mean, currently, am I, I going to sit here and say they're going to go 3-0 to end the season? I'm not going to say that, but you're not playing Kansas State and Texas to end the year. I'll just leave it there. Right, exactly. I mean, just going purely off uh, the ESPN metrics, ESPN actually says UC has a better chance of beating uh, Kansas than than uh, West Virginia by, I don't know, six or so percentage points. I mean, it's 58-41, Candace. Yeah. You see, so, 
uh, whatever. But it, if they're able to to play, because that's that's the that then becomes like the frustrating thing, right? Like all year, like, if they're able, if they're able to, if they're able able to win these games going out, and like you know, they that would put them one game shy of of, of bowl eligibility. Um, I think it just shows that like it's the improvement that we've been asking for, like the things that we've been saying, like it's the same thing every week, every week, this, this, like these are the same reasons we're losing every week. We're doing the same things and there's no, it doesn't appear that there's any progression or, or improvement in any facet of, of the game. And suddenly there was. Right. And that's the thing I think you want to look for moving forward is, you know, not that I think I said this Wednesday night with Chad. It's not that I'm okay with losing, but if they play a fairly, I mean, you're not going to play a perfectly clean game. Like you're going to, there are going to be turnovers at times. There's going to be penalties at times. There's going to be miscues at times, but if they could just play a game that was like we saw yesterday, but like that, and they lost, I'd be like, they just got beat by a better team or the other team just made a couple more plays. But when you're just constantly doing a lot of self-inflicted damage, it's certainly hard to win. So I just wanted to see something like they put out there yesterday. Now, how do they build off of that? Is that a a jump starter, or is that a one year aberration or one game aberration? Because Houston's also not very good. That's what's left to see. But it but it all builds on on itself. Like regardless of what anybody says, like going into the offseason on a ten game losing streak would have been pretty pretty devastating. I think. Um, uh... I would agree with that. I mean, so, considering the last time they lost so many games was I think it was '98, and they they did it the other way. They started off zero and nine, and then finished with two wins. Um, you know, you, you just you. you I, I think it's fair to say, like you know, you roll. In, it, it's hard to say, like you know, we're gonna have you know a lot of things to look at or whatever. Like it's gonna be. There's no positive, like positive message right. that you can draw out of like a if you end the season losing all the way out. I, I think they're doing at least in this game, and we'll see how it goes in the next two. I think they're doing a, a pretty good job of still playing to win, and they've made that clear. Like it's important to honor the seniors, and we're still trying to win games. Well, also, <clears throat> especially on defense sprinkling in the young guys and starting to try to see what you might have there. I mean, you had Raekwon Atkins, Kalen Carroll, Ken Willis, Jamal Williams, Derek Shepard. Uh, I'm looking at the, at the logs here on defensively, but um, you know, Kalen Carroll, <clears throat> two total tackles, two pass breakups, Derek Shepard, two tackles, Jamal Williams, a tackle, Jalen Hunt's in there, Rob Jackson, Antoine Peak, Deion Hunter, Ken Will. Like, I don't know if Deion Hunter has a year to come back or not, but like, at least defensively, you're kind of able to start to sprinkle some guys in, see what they can do with other top line players, and and kind of go from there. So, uh, Brian, I mean, Brian Sims is on the play play sheet. Possibly defense, possibly just special teams. Tyler Gillison, Jonathan Thompson, Todd Bumfus, Ken, you know, mentioned Ken Willis. Um, 
I'm trying to see who else. Scan this real quick to see if I notice any. Isaiah Cox is out there, probably likely special teams. Um, but yeah, got got a lot of guys in. Got a you know, got the opportunity to start seeing <clears throat> some of these younger guys in key situations and building their confidence. And and you know, Kellen Carroll's confidence has to be really high. I mean, he's played two good games in a row against two teams that you know can pass the ball and you know now you're starting to find out hey you know we got him coming back you know we we maybe have something that we can work with here in the secondary uh moving forward and i, I think that i think they said that uh atkins that was the first that's the first uh what true freshman starting it uh in the secondary since sauce yep so, and not not in any way to say that that's no 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 it's no. the same thing um are going to become the same thing but yeah it it was it was kind of interesting to see like the 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 incredibly young uh secondary start started off um especially against a team like you said that you know probably could have should have been able to to throw the ball for you know a lot more than they did and, and kudos to our guys for you know locking it down the way i mean you 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 hold a guy to 102 passing yards in, in a situation like that where you know, we've just been getting absolutely annihilated out there. Um, you know, they they didn't look like lost uh, any of them. I mean that, that no. goes that goes to, to every everybody that they got they got reps out there. Like nobody, I can't think back to a time, and I, I think you mentioned as well. Like can't think back to a time where they, at, at least from you know what we could see where guys were out of position or so far out of position that it ended up with uh, in a disaster situation. And, and we've seen that numerous times this year where uh, a quarterback drops back and then like, you can almost feel it. You can like almost kind of see oh, it yeah. happening, you know, like while you're watching, like when the quarterback just like all of a sudden his, his you know, throwing motion hurries up just that extra little bit because he sees, you know, that there's a, uh, a wide open receiver, somebody that you know, some blown coverage or whatever, and you just didn't see that yesterday. Um, but that that was also something that I was had kind of thought about. Good job, yeah. us. It was, yeah. I mean, it was a strong performance across the board. I mean, we were basically above zero in expected points every play except for whatever play number 62 was <laughs> we went just slightly below zero in expected points had a 51 percent success rate which is an 89th percentile i'm sure that's the highest of the season if you know maybe eku was higher um you know 50 percent third down success rate so you know the the areas that we've talked about being an issue and keeping them, you know, red red zone success rate forty percent. But like considering what it's been, <laughs> like I'll take it. Like they scored two touchdowns in the red zone. Fifty seven percent was uh, the success rate against EKU. All right, so yeah, just slightly slightly better. Um, what did they did I say? Two? Did they score all three touchdowns in the red zone? Yeah, two kind of runs and a, a short pass to 
So yeah, so three three red zone touchdowns. Yeah, equals a a 24-14 Bearcats win. Um, Not sure about the Houston side of it. I mean, I guess anytime you lose to a team, whoever would have lost to the team that lost seven in a row, probably um, not going to be good the next day. I I will say again, I know we talked about it last week after the UCF game, but like, I mean, there. I think what they say there were thirty-four thousand people at that game. What yesterday? Yeah, Houston did. I mean, there might have been ten thousand. I think and, you said that they were going to be. I think your prediction uh, a few weeks ago was that there would be hundreds, hundreds of well, hundreds. Cer- of certainly there. looked like there were hundreds. Uh, so again, kudos to our fans for, you know. Hopefully, you know, I know that the last home game is two days after Thanksgiving. That's always a tough one, you know, people traveling back for their families. Um, but I'm sure we'll have a better turnout than Houston had last night for homecoming. Yeah, that was when they said it was homecoming. That was, uh, I just don't uh, think that a- it's a fa- it's a, you know, we, we've seen it with basketball too, even when they've been excellent. They're not like selling out home games. So, but either way, um, the Bearcats will now travel to West Virginia for a two thirty Eastern kickoff time. Little, it's, it'll be uh, I believe it's Senior Senior Day. Yes, it is. It'll be Senior Day for the Mountaineers. I will be there. Very excited to always excited to go to Morgantown. Oh yeah, so we I forgot we're gonna have to uh find somebody to spell Dave Simone on the yes. uh we will we will have a, a substitute uh podcaster next week. But you know just very happy for, for the guys. I mean you mentioned it, you could see it in the locker room after the game. They were they were happy, they were fired up, coaches fired up, like they are working extremely hard, no doubt about that. They're you know, had have had several games that they've been right in that they probably feel like um you know they should have won or could have won so to to get it to get it paid off uh last night is is excellent for everybody involved natalie it's outstanding to find a way to, to drink some beers i'll be uh at a couple local spots this weekend so but any, anything else uh on on the Houston win. No, I just, you know, I mean, we have been, uh, we've been, I wouldn't say overly, but we've been critical, uh, you know, and, and I think fair with our, uh, assessments all year and, and, you know, credit where it's due. You know, they, they put together, uh, one of those games that we talked about that they needed to do to see what we really have. And it's nice to see that a, a cleanly played game. Like they, they've, they've got what it takes. And they're they're doing some good things. Um, that that worry is, I think, assuaged for the time being. Um, that you know, there's no improvement because there there's some solid football played yesterday down in Houston by the UC Bearcats. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's um, we'll kick it off to around the country. Obviously, the biggest story going into yesterday was. 
the status of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, I for one have found this to be incredibly entertaining. Uh, I don't really care one way or the other from a football yeah. standpoint. I'm not a Michigan yeah. fan. I'm not a Michigan hater. But this whole story has been amazing, to say the least. Um, incredible. It is so good. I mean, like, the, the, the Big Ten puts out a, you know, obviously puts out a statement on Friday afternoon that he is suspended for the final three games, just three games. And in the statement, they make it out to be like he's gone on a mass murder spree and this guy is the worst human being alive. And then, or not even him, because they they, they make it clear that this is not a Jim Harbaugh punishment. It's a Michigan punishment. Yeah. But, but then they only suspend him for three, literally three days. And then they say, like he, can coach, then, he can coach he, all week. He just can't be on the sideline. Or they can't be like can't there be, for the game. Can't be, can't be. So like, is it that bad? Like you just made it out to be like it was the this, these guys are doing the worst things ever. Uh, and then after the game, interim head coach Sharon Moore is like unconsolably crying, uh, dropping f bombs. I'm like, R.I.P. R.I.P. Jim. D- didn't know Jim. Jim left us. Um, and they were already, he was suspended already this year and they're acting like the guy the guy is like never going to be seen again it's it's so awesome like i got a like one of my buddies is like a huge ohio state fan like went to ohio state like i mean just huge ohio state fan so like anytime it comes up i'm like you know, i like to you know i'm like you, know, you guys were doing the same thing like there's no way, like, if you think that, you know, any team isn't doing some form of, like, advanced scout, he's like, oh, he's like, you know what? You're right. Probably so. But this is Michigan. So screw them. You know, like, they just go, and, like, the whole thing is just silly to me, the way that they're, like, making it out, and then, like, you know, they keep talking about how, like, all these Michigan guys, Dave Portnoy is really, like, doing a great thing with it. I mean, they're making Connor Stallions out to be this, it's like, you know, martyr. Like he's like going down with the ship. Oh, yeah. Like I just I mean, Portnoy had a great a great rant the other day. Cry, talking about crying Ryan Day and calling Tony Petiti like a, a squid. And a, I mean, it was it was hilarious. Regardless of you know if you like or dislike Michigan, but yeah. But um, and then they come out in the second half against Penn State and do not throw the ball. They threw it one time and it, it didn't count because there was a penalty. So they they ran the ball officially, I think, with kneel downs at the very end of the game, like 28 or 32 times. Did not attempt to pass in the second half. Oh. Well, but got got the win at uh, Penn State, and, you know, Penn State fans are left to <coughs> keep asking if James Franklin will ever beat a good team uh, oh. in, in, his, in his yearly 9-3, and 10-2s and that, that don't actually – that are just filled with, you know, Purdue's and Indiana's and, and Maryland's. They, I mean, they were, <clears throat> they were going at it. Like, did you see the clip? There was like one of his like offensive line or defensive line, somebody like a very large uh, Penn State player, uh, like had like come back out and was like screaming at the fans for yelling at, <laughs> at James Franklin. Uh, so, like, and one, who, whoever had posted it was like, you know, uh, 
you know kudos to this fan he you know he was correct and uh, also kudos to the the penn state guy for coming out to defend his coach <laughs> even though the fan was right um yeah so, so you got yeah. all that going on but the, the other thing and i know that's kind of so i was did you see that they they like released or like somebody put out there that like blake Corum and connor stallions like Oh, they have like a company they, together, they like but see, and then Blake Corum's like, I don't know what you're. I don't even know about. who this guy is. Yeah, but, like the whole thing is like, the whole thing is hilarious. He's got a car with like the logo, yeah. or like the the LLC written on the side of it, or something like it is. The whole thing's so it's just it's so great. It's so college football. Like this sport is so dumb, and we love it. And and it's it's just the whole thing is is hysterical um. to me. And it's real bad for Ohio State fans. Because if Ohio State loses, if he doesn't get – now they, they're going to court, I guess, Friday for a TRO, temporary restraining order, to allow him back on the sideline. We'll see how that goes. I don't the, know. The alumnus judge? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if you're yeah. in, in that county, I'm pretty I – mean, Pretty yeah. sure every judge went to Michigan Law School. Like, it's a very good law school. Right. Like, them had – like – I don't think they have a ton to choose from. Plus, I was reading, like, depending on how you file the, the temporary restraining order, what you file it under, like, there, he might have been the only judge in that county that hears those type of cases. Right. So it's it's not as much of, like, see, they're just going to have some Michigan homer, like, you know, ball. But, oh, I mean, that, but it, that, it just adds better that's layers cer- right, to that's the certainly story. Won't st- that certainly won't stop Ohio State fans from from feeling that way uh but yeah i mean if he if he doesn't coach against ohio state and they beat ohio state again oh my god <laughs> columbus will be like the waterworks the waterworks after the game on that i one. mean oh I, I might drive to columbus just to watch the the people turn into you know zombies and march to ryan day's home oh no <laughs> Uh, wow. But you know, other than that, I would say Georgia seems like we're back to full demolition. Georgia, full full steam ahead. Yeah, Cyborg Brock Bowers has tightrope surgery on his ankle like three weeks ago, and he's already playing again. Well, yeah. So, I mean, is there, is there any so, other way to like describe him in a they, cyborg for that? They they destroy Ole Miss, Kentucky destroy or. Alabama destroys Kentucky. You know, I, I've been very heavy and, and steadfast in my Michigan's the best team in the country. I'm going to stick to it for now, but you obviously can't go an entire half without throwing the ball and beat and beat a, a very good team. And it just looks like, I mean, we've, we've already confirmed it's, it's Alabama, Georgia in the SC championship game. Those two teams right now, man, I'm, I'm not sure anybody's looking and playing better than them. Yeah, well, I mean, this is just like classic Alabama, though. Oh, like, yeah. Bench, you bench know, your quarterback against South forgets. Florida, and now he's probably going to be in New York for the Heisman. The guy had six touchdowns yesterday. I mean, everybody is, you know, everybody just forgets about Alabama. They lose the one game. They're like, yeah, and oh, their one loss is to Texas. Who's, yeah. Who's at nine and one. Yeah, right. So yeah, in, in Alabama, you know they they it, it, to the credit they they did fall back. You know now they're in their eighth. Uh, but I mean at eight they still have a pretty clear way to 
to get into the the yeah. college football playoff. Beat, beat Georgia. Georgia, and you're in. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. So, and that might not even knock Georgia out. So, oh, it probably wouldn't. It'd be a case like when probably a case. Um, what like when you see went right? Yeah. So yeah. Or, yeah. Is what it is there. Um, but yeah, here you know the SEC is the boring conference now. The big the, someone in the SEC is like, man, we need to like drum up some some scandals. The, the Big Ten or is, is just you know it, it, apparently it actually means more in the Big Ten than the SEC. Oh man, good lord! Yeah, the SEC is the boring league now. Um, right. I don't. The game itself is not worth touching on, but I did want to mention. Uh, did you see Jaden Daniels' performance from LSU last night? Dude. Bad I wanted bad. him to get the 300-300. Yeah. So and for those was, that don't know, Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU, I don't know what he finished with, but he was oh, well over 300 into the 350s passing and ran for the last time I saw 224, making him only the third player ever to throw for 300 and run for 200. Malik Cunningham actually is one, and Marcus Chiasasopo from uh, Washington was was the other. But just an unreal individual performance last he, night. He let's see, he was seventeen for twenty six, three hundred seventy two yards, and three touchdowns, and he was also their leading rusher. Uh, Twelve carries for two hundred thirty four yards and two touchdowns. Twelve carries for two thirty four. That's an average of 19 and a half yards a carry. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Excuse me. Oh, my God. That's absurd. If that, you know, they, they talk about, like, Heisman moments. Like, that's just, that's just unreal. Yeah, it's not his fault their defense stinks. Like, he should absolutely be in New York for the Heisman. I mean, that's, that, that performance alone, you, they, they should just ship it to him now. It's ridiculous. I I had seen that. I uh, forget who tweeted. Somebody had tweeted out like you know that he he had a very real chance at the at the three hundred three hundred at whatever point it was. Oh, there um, was. That's when I started watching. There was still like nine minutes left in the game. So in a in a fairly close game, so they were going to get the ball back. I'm like, he, he, if he breaks another long run. Yeah, he, he very well could when do. You're it. Averaging, when you're averaging twenty yards a carry, right. you only not need out three of more the, carries. Not out of the realm of possibility. The, the problem might be like your starting field position isn't enough, right? Um. So yeah, I mean that that's incredible. Like six hundred yards, like account for six hundred yards by yourself. I mean, obviously, like you got to have receivers to catch the the passes, but uh, heck, I don't know. Maybe he was throwing to himself. Um, zero receiving yards for him. Uh, what a shame. Uh, what a slacker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's just out of control. And let's see. There was... Oh, well. We, Texas, uh, we... Texas TCU got very interesting late. Uh, Texas yeah. was up fairly comfortably. Most of the game ended up holding on. And, and actually, on a third down play that would have given TCU the ball back with some time left and a chance to win or tie... Quinn yours just throws up a dime, oh, like yeah. like forty yarder on third and long, basically that, you know for the completed it and for the win. Like it was big big time play. Yes, 
Uh, well, the, and that receiver made a made a heck of an adjustment to it. Uh, I don't know what his name is. I think it's something Mitchell, maybe. But oh, Andy he, Mitchell, yeah, he's a Georgia transfer. Uh, made made a, a a heck of a an adjustment to the ball in the air and came back for it uh, to make that catch and, and seal the game for for Texas, which obviously uh, you know keeps them at the top of the Big 12 and then uh, there was another loss in the Big 12 that uh has made oh, buddy that was a head scratcher to say the least uh i mean bedlam hangover i guess just gets ab- absolutely destroyed from the jump uh down in Orlando just i don't and even they... know if you can say bedlam hangover i mean that's just that was a uh, woodshed yeah, taken out behind the woodshed. Yep. So forty-five to three. Forty-five to three. Oh yeah, I mean it was to the Citronauts. Was and it was every bit that bad. Like they gave up. Obviously, they gave up a ninety-two-yard rushing touchdown. They gave up, I think, four passes in the first half or three in the first half over thirty-seven yards. I mean, it was just right from the jump was. A beatdown. <clears throat> See, they gave up. It, it looks like it was at four or five, almost six hundred yards of offense. Uh, a two hundred yard rusher, R.J. Harvey, had two hundred yards of rushing against them. John Rice Plumley threw for two hundred ninety nine yards and three touchdowns. R.J. Harvey had three touchdowns with his two hundred yards. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I don't yeah, like anything it's, positive that happens to that team. <laughs> it's absurd. But uh, Ohio State had a easy win at home against Michigan State. Uh, Oklahoma pretty much dominated. I mean, they won by 39, but was a dominant performance over West Virginia. Oregon State, dominant performance against Stanford. That's an interesting one next week. Washington, Oregon State, because Washington – uh, one, yep. kept their playoff hopes alive, but they feel like they are kind of teetering. So well, whether that's it's, probably going to be Washington, Oregon in the, the right, whether the, it's the this week at Oregon State or in the Pac-12 championship, they're they're um, you know on the verge ish, but hanging on. Same thing with Florida State; they squeaked out a seven-point win against Miami. <clears throat> I would say that the Florida game to end the year could be that, you know, could be something to watch for a trip up or, I mean, I don't even know who they would play in the ACC championship. Um, just looking at some Kansas state, put it on Baylor, Arizona, give some props to the, the, the newcomers to the big 12 next year. Beat uh, Colorado. That's if, well, hold on. That's if Arizona has any sports left. Once so, they uh, reconcile yeah. their two hundred and fifty million dollar, yeah, apparently budget. they need some need some money. But uh, 34, 31, now seven and three. Like so, hats off to those guys. Um, we mentioned earlier Texas Tech beat Kansas in their third string quarterback. Um, uh, Iowa scored twenty two points yesterday. Yeah, it, the over under just was twenty seven and a half. So it yeah. went under, and then the well, it was in- three to nothing at halftime. Yeah, the in-game at halftime over under was fourteen and a half. 
and they scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. Iowa did. I didn't know they had it in them. No. And I'm like as goofy as it is. I mean, they're they're eight and two, and they're you know, probably going to jump into the top twenty. Uh, Wait, oh yeah, they're going to pl- they're going to play whoever wins the Ohio State Michigan game in the Big Ten championship. Like, that's what, that's are you so kidding silly, me? That's what's so silly about the like the Big Ten with that stuff. Like, <coughs> yeah, we don't need to. So we don't need to talk about the Tennessee Missouri game that didn't actually happen. Um, but you know what did happen? Ben Bryant. Ben Bryant said, "How we doing, Madison, Wisconsin?" <laughs> Just, I mean, a beatdown, really. Like eighteen for twenty-six, one hundred ninety-five yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Just there is. I mean, you you lose to you lose back to back to Indiana and Northwestern, and and I I think um, some folks up there might be ponying up. Uh, your yeah, buyout there were some great crowd shots of just rough, rugged Wisconsiners just being like, "boo!" Like, it was, and then the, in the post game, they're writing you know, the guy from the Athletic writes some article, and the player comments are just outstanding. I, I advise everyone to go check that out. I mean, this this player that they talked to like pulled no punches. <laughs> he was just like, you know, it was it was pretty great stuff. But yeah, they're um. You have the same record as a team that f- fired their coach, like literally like a week or two before the season started, um, and has been dealing with this like internal hazing investigation. And they go Northwestern and- is just a it, it it's a worse situation with all that stuff than like Michigan is right now. And you know, yeah, maybe- they're five and five, and Wisconsin's five and five, and they just came into your building and and worked you over. I mean, just a workmanlike effort from Ben Bryant, you know, just happy for him. Way to go. Go in there and, and beat. Uh-oh. It still makes us all wonder what the hell they saw in Tanner Mordecai, right? Like I, they knew. I have no idea, man. I'll never understand. You you whooped him two ga- two times and saw that live, and then you're like, yep, that's the guy yeah, that's I want. The guy. That's who I'm going to go after. Like, you can't. Yeah. He very easily could have brought Ben Bryant with him to Wisconsin. I'm certain of it. And, and, I don't know. <laughs> well, may, maybe not. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> he's in, he's in a, if you can be in a hot seat uh, that quick, he he's in a hot seat pretty quick, I think. Uh, um, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean you're talking about a school that, that has, has the, the resources to, be like, it's, all right. it's wild to, to think that, but the stuff I read last night, oh man. <laughs> I didn't I didn't read the article, but I saw some like reactions to it. Um so that's it's fairly interesting. Yeah. Going on up there. Um obviously like I don't I don't like wish any ill will on anybody to like lose their job, but No, of course not. But but don't think that, you know just because we're having a struggling season that we're not going to take at least a, a little bit of a few shots of, absolutely of not. pleasure in you know when the greener pastures you know coach that you know could have had a statue built decides to go somewhere else and is, and is having a, a rough time a, yeah, r- like, a rough go at it right off the jump yeah we're gonna yep. we're gonna enjoy that a little bit I think that and I think that's fair oh absolutely absolutely that's fair um I don't know that 
there's much else around. I guess nah. there were some like goofy plays, like guys dropping the football before they scored. Oh yeah, stuff. Like, Washington's guy dropped it at like the two yard line. I didn't. And Utah recovered and then immediately got a safety. Oh, okay. So it was it was so pretty it was kind fun. of a moot point. Uh, Tulane Tulsa, and then uh, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina yeah. beats Duke and then rushes the field because obviously it's a... Yeah, I watched the end of that. That was very entertaining. Uh, Duke scored a touchdown with under a minute to go to take the lead, and Carolina went down and, and kicked a field goal at the end, was able to move it down to tie it, and then win in overtime. So enter- entertaining night night cappers. Not, not, uh, not just basketball schools. That's right. That's, but speaking of basketball, I mean, we are, we are uh, at about the hour mark. So uh, the Bearcats tip off here in, in a little over an hour, taking on uh, Eastern Washington. And then obviously we have the uh, 2024 four-star combo guard Travis Perry announcement later on today. You yes, see is, is certainly in the, run, in the running there. Uh, so... Definitely stay with Bearcat Journal. Uh, Keegan and, and uh, Chad will be at, I'm assuming we'll both be at the game and, and covering everything to do with basketball today. So uh, appreciate everybody stopping in today. Natalie, Chris, Leslie, Marcus, Jeffrey, Adele, everybody that uh, joins us each and every Sunday morning. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun one today to be able to talk about a, a nice UC win. And uh, we will be back next Sunday. I will not. We will figure that part out. Jeff will be back next Sunday to hopefully talk about a winning streak as the Bearcats head to Morgantown to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. So thanks again to Jeff. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks to everybody that joined us. Thanks to our great partner at Royal Links Golf Tours. And everybody, I hope you have a great Sunday.